Hello and welcome to Silly Point, the podcast equivalent of someone getting caught on mystery diners. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but my co-host Brendan Cummins overheard somebody saying that in the sauna earlier today. I really want to. I, I, I want you to finish the introductions, and then and then we can go into because it made me very angry. But okay, yeah. I won't Hello, ask everybody. I Hello. won't ask you how you He's are. Already. <laughs> Are we recording? Is that part of the podcast? Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm back into being enraged already. Well, that's what I want. I want to wind you up and watch you go. And I'm also joined by Reese Meekins. How are you, Reese? I'm great. Thank you, Michael. Are you really great? That sounded a bit... fucking (laughs) awful. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a bit... It's been a bit shit, hasn't it? The last fucking month. (laughs) We've got all the cussing out early. Oh, um, this is a salty one. Yeah, we're I mean, need that little <laughs> E for explicit. On, on well, the, we're going to need it. Hey? The week has really continued on from where we finished up prior to the start of the fourth and final test. With uh, well, as we were recording the previous podcast, we we were unaware of what the likely sanctions were. It has come out that we've had twelve month bans handed down to both. Uh, Steve Smith and Dave Warner and a nine-month ban for Cam Bancroft, which I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast is probably well aware of. But we have had a backflip in probably 90% of people's perception of Steve Smith. And I think that's... And and probably Bancroft. But Bancroft sort of has uh, avoided public ire a little bit more than... Public ire. Of uh, in, compared to uh, Smith at the start, and in particular Dave Warner. This this little anecdote I'm going to welcome the listeners into, which was alluded to in the introduction, is <laughs> just sort of sums up the issue with letting, uh, well, handing down a punishment based on public perception and pleasing the public because. Basically, the general public are a bunch of dickheads. So, yes. as as stated earlier, I was in the sauna. Um, if if any of you have uh, <laughs> been to a sauna and uh, probably aware of the concept, you know, there's a bunch of people in. It's not it's not generally old. Well, generally it is old guys, but they're not wearing towels and they're not naked underneath. But yeah. you know, we're, the, it's the, not like a, an Eastern promise. To yeah. sauna. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's you know, there's generally some older gentlemen. It, it, it's sort of, uh, I'm in my early thirties. I'm probably you know probably one of the younger attendees of the sawn we're probably looking at entry level at like 65 plus what's um, the gender balance in the sauna a gender balance a is probably like 90 90 10 and yep. but age age wise all over good 65 good. so that's right in my wheelhouse so you, you know when you go and you you're sitting down, you're having a cup of tea with your racist grandma. It's, it's basically that vibe, except it's 85 degrees and your blood is boiling. <laughs> Even before they the start talking starts. about Steve Smith and how much of a dickhead he is. So the, the general vibe of the conversation was that uh, Steve Smith should have come out. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm air quoting as I'm saying this. Uh, Steve Smith should really should have come out if he was a proper captain and taken responsibility for all the ball tampering that's been going on for all of the years underneath his his captaincy. It's like, well, 
for one, there's no proof of anything else that's happened. This is this is this is my blood <laughs> boiling inside my brain as I'm listening to this nonsense. It's like, well, he did come out and take responsibility for what he said was an isolated incident. Everybody else is speculating that it's been going on, and there's been no evidence of it. There's there's been Michael Vaughn going like, I'm pretty sure that it happened during the ashes. Well, shut up, Vaughny. Like, let's wait. Don't don't come in and make a complicated issue more complicated by adding into the mix speculation. Um, and then also some very backdated, like it's not okay for a man to cry kind of attitude. Um, but saying he has the the mental capacity of a five year old, but the skill of a great cricketer. It's just a bunch of nonsense flying out that makes you very angry. You're making then me it, angry. I, I, this, I didn't hear, hear all this. Earlier. Uh, it gets it get, it gets to the end of well. My, my, I'm almost about to have a stroke, much like my 65 <laughs> year old counterparts. Um, <laughs> And then they, they, they start talking about the press conference and about how his, his crying really didn't help his cause, which I think is sort of the, the opposite reaction to what the majority of the public... I think that the majority of the public felt that that was a very heartfelt mm. press conference. Yeah. The and, people that I've spoken to felt sorry for him after yeah. that, right, like, rightly or wrongly, you know, whatever you think about that. They certainly weren't like, oh, who's this fucking crybaby? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Having seen like 10 seconds of it, I feel like I was way too hungover for about three days to watch it. I had to to wait till I was in an appropriate mental and physical state. And then I did. And I still cried. So we have this, we have this attitude that I am witnessing, which is, it's out of, you know, probably the left, the left field, uh, reaction to that. Or out of right field, I'd say. (laughs) Out of right. Well, yeah, sure. All right. Um, and then we have, <laughs> so we have this and we have, yeah, it's, it's not, um, you're right, Reese. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I've laughed so hard that I've dis- displaced the thermostat. <laughs> um, yeah, keep it cool. No, no, we're recording this from a sauna. As, uh, <laughs> from a reverse um, sauna. Uh, so we have, and then, and then it's suddenly this, this conversation just, gets real weird, real weird, real quick <laughs> where someone said, and, and this is so obscure of a reference that I bet it was like you. this old bloke that was sat in the corner and didn't have anything to say about it. But like, it was like, Ooh, I know I can reference this so, pop culture yeah. gem. So he basically says the press conference reminded him of someone getting caught on mystery diners, <laughs> which for one, Mystery Diners is, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's a TV show about restaurateurs getting a company in to set up candid cameras everywhere to catch out people stealing from them. And it is quite possibly the most scripted show on TV. So, you take that back. You take that back. <laughs> but also hilarious and worth a watch. But you're comparing... This TV show with a, a true, like the fact that you can't tell the difference means that your your opinion on the matter doesn't matter. <laughs> like you you do not count, and then this was the point where I was like, these people cannot be saved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, given their love of re- reality TV, put that in air quotes, reality TV. The part of the press conference they. They didn't latch on to the part of the press conference where the bloke from the Carl and Jackie O show uh, 
basically did a bit of cross promotion for Married at First Sight, I think it was. Indeed. Which was just utterly fucking bizarre. He got shouted down. Apparently, he's had death thr- death threats or <laughs> people telling him to kill himself, <laughs> oh, uh, which has displeased Carl Sanderlands. But, uh, yeah, that- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Carl Sanderlands, like... I just I, my favourite Kyle Sanderlands anecdote because that man is a pile of shit. <laughs> that when he got into a spat with Dave Hughes, and he said something like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to punch Dave Hughes in the throat," and Dave Hughes went on radio and said, "If that means he goes to jail, I'll gladly let him punch me in the throat." So, what, what for all of our international listen listeners, the seven that may have accidentally <laughs> clicked on the link last week. Kyle Sanderlands and Dave Hughes are two unfunny guys from, from Australia. Australia yeah. Yeah. D- Dave Hughes, mildly funny. Yeah. Well, mildly. He, he's harmless. Yeah. Kyle Sanderlands, not so harmless. Yeah, he is just a pile of shite. Just terrible, terrible, trashy radio. Yeah, I mean, radio. like summed up by the fact that they sent a guy there to yeah. ask a fucking like, stunt question at a serious the man. The man is you know? crying. His, his dad tries to intervene to shut the press conference down and you have the hide to ask that question. It's phenomenal. So, so sort of linking on with the reality TV (laughs) angle that we've been, the cards were dealt to us. This is the angle we've been presented to discuss it. We've, we've, there's some huge amount of spec. We've had Bancroft front the media and, uh, well, not front the media. We've had, we've had Bancroft and, Steve Smith recently come out saying they're not going to challenge the bands. We've had Dave Water come out and give a relatively bizarre... A very well-managed. Yeah. Well, maybe not that well-managed, but a very managed... Press press conference, conference. which has started the speculation again going that he's going to give a 60 minutes tell-all deal um, about... Well, I'm guessing tape slash sandpaper gate. Yeah, well, so we need to probably rewind a little bit here as well because we did speak a lot last week about the granules. (laughs) Turns out there were no granules and it was just straight up sandpaper. Well, they were prefabricated granules. The granules (laughs) came with the paper. Yeah, it was just yellow tape with... uh, prefabricated granules already on it. Yeah, right? the, That's all sandpaper is. The supplier was kind enough to do that for yeah. them. So <laughs> Technically, they, they were the telling effort. the truth. Which has yeah. just sparked, like, the some of the greatest memes about the whole thing coming mm. out now. There's some, some people who are relentless with it. Um, so have a look. Well, Ta- I think tape the- sandpaper cricket meme <laughs> is worth a Google. The, the thing I will say, yeah, and I guess it comes back to obviously how completely shit scared of the entire situation Bancroft was to concoct this elaborate story about how you've used some tape, stuck it on the pitch to get granules and then use that to shape the ball. (laughs) Sandpaper is a legitimate item to have in a cricket kit bag. We we should have, alarm bells should have been ringing as soon as Bancroft used the word granules (laughs) because I'm not too sure that he knows how to spell granules. That's probably a fair statement (laughs) and will hopefully act in his (laughs) defence. But in all honesty, sandpaper is a reasonable thing to have in the kit bag. 
but he was just so deer in the headlights at that moment mm-hmm. that he has then concocted this bizarre story that maybe Warner's given him the sandpaper and told him it's just taped <laughs> so with, granules. with granules from the pitch on it. So he was just telling the truth the whole time. <laughs> Look, the way this whole thing's panning out, that would not surprise me. So, Cameron, just rub this on the pitch, pick up some granules, <laughs> rub it on the ball. You'll be right, mate. I'm a little concerned about the possibility, given that everybody is sort of accepted and Dave Warner also has accepted that he's probably not going to play international cricket anymore. If the match, fi- uh, the ball tampering um, is as uh, planned and, ingrained in the culture as people are granulated <laughs> as people are suggesting it is if he has a tell-all deal is this going to get a lot worse I, I have a feeling that if he's going to go on 60 minutes and knowing the his well uh thinking about the history of the breaking news type thing that 60 minutes pretends that it still is mm-hmm. is there a potential for this to get a lot worse for cricket australia now it could but I don't think that people will believe anything that Dave Warner says. Uh, I think Cricket it, Australia's got to make him the KP of the situation. Is is it enough that people don't believe him, even though, given the conversation I've had in the hot room earlier today, <laughs> that people are already sort of are open to the idea that this has been going on for a long time? Does it really, is it a, a, a case of... There's no smoke without fire, and even though Warner's, you know, a dickhead, and everybody accepts that, that that sort of vindicates your your position that this is I, this I, has been happening. I think the problem is the the public generally probably just think it, that it's Australia that's doing this, whereas if you read anybody that's kind of in the know within cricket journalism and even ex players, there's sort of an acknowledgement that it that everybody is doing it. Mm. So it is, yeah, it's trial by Australian public, which is not the greatest. No, and, 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 and Australian cricket fans are probably, okay, you know, they, they are of a popular response mm. type of fan. They, they tend to not necessarily make their own mind up about a, no, a player I- or a position or, um, <laughs> in danger of alienating uh, everybody other than seven accidental listeners from <laughs> from India in the process of that. No, I feel like our listeners are a higher brow, yeah. of, except look, hopefully one person. Well, who look, I've they had know this how to kind of conversation <laughs> they with. know how to use the internet, which you know that goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there's, there's possibly one person listening to our podcast who was asking me about my opinion on the matter and said, "Well, actually, I have a cricket podcast," and they said, "Well." I'm not interested in listening to a cricket podcast. I just want to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> I've got a cricket podcast. Listen to the podcast. But it's amazing. Um, having been lambasted last week for using the term water cooler, uh, I'm going to try to <laughs> try to avoid mentioning water cooler conversations. But it's amazing the number of conversations that have, I've been involved in the last week or so with non-cricket people. Around, you, an around, automatic, around an automatic water dispensing uh, cooling indeed, machine. Around a tap. <laughs> uh, 
But the number of people who... Oh, for our South African listeners, a tap is where water comes out of. <laughs> Not for much longer. Yeah. Well, there is one. It's just in the middle of the town. You've you got to queue up Is for it going to be like Mad Max Fury Road where the... The president or prime minister just like pours water out for a little while. It's going to be like the it's the opposite of Waterworld. Like instead of like getting the little bit of land, you're yeah. after licking like the, the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. Like, yeah, oh, it's, oh, it's going to be so good there. It's going to be just dudes on the back of cars shredding giant walls of amps. Oh man. Can't wait. Can't Look, wait while, while I'm over in the Mediterranean <laughs> Cricket League in Croatia, you head to Cape Town and t- tell me what it's like. Uh, but the amount of conversation I've had with non-cricket following people and then, you know, oh, yeah, it's outrageous. I can't believe they did it. And then you just say, well, you realise that Smith copped a one-match ban and Bancroft didn't get one and Warner wasn't implicated by the ICC. And by the way, Faf Duplessis has been cited for it twice and hasn't missed a game and neither has Vern Philander. And then they give you a blank look and don't really understand. Just shows exactly that the trial by mm. trial by social media. Well, and we, we we had following the Rabada incident where he was going for. It, it, this is the bizarre one, right? And man not, of the series, Kagiso Rabada. He goes. He gets cited for for an issue, and this is not this is not a problem with Rabada or. He gets cited. He's missing initially two matches. Mm. On review, misses no matches, but still has two level one incidents. We have an ICC code of conduct that is essentially four levels. So a level one gets you one point. A level two gets you two or three. Three gets you three to five. And then level four is just basically let's make it up. Mm. Anywhere from five to life, life, yeah, and and it's it's come out in the last few days that the the ICC code of conduct does not accurately allow people to assess situations, and mm. and the Rabada one sort of summarizes it kind of perfectly mm. in that you, you you go from missing two games to zero, and mm. sort of everybody's probably. You know, it's a little bit, it's like, yep, that's, that's probably fine. But if, you know, if you've served a ban, then get rid of the point. The whole system doesn't work. And we have, under that system, we, we had almost no sanctions placed on the players whatsoever. Yeah. We have a level three situation, you know, that they, I don't think anybody was suggesting that it was a level four and Cricket Australia have probably made it a larger issue than, than what it probably should have been. But what it, and, and Regardless, Smith and Bancroft probably accept that they're part of something that needed to be dealt with quite seriously. Mm. What it does identify is that the ICC code of conduct does not handle these situations, is not built to handle situations like this and needs a review. Mm. Yeah. When you're looking at a, a, uh, the administrative body of a country handing down a sanction that is the equivalent of sanctions that have been handed down for match fixing by the governing body of world cricket, it shows you that something's out of kilter. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess the main talk of Australian cricket for the last week has been, has still been centred around the sanctions and, and Smith, but we, we have had a test match that um, really didn't, go didn't well. get 
inspire. Can we keep talking about the the ball tampering? We can't. We've got to we've got to talk about the match. Do we have just to? Because the ball tampering. I never thought I'd say this, but the ball tampering was a welcome relief <laughs> from talking about actual cricket. Can, can you can you talk about the can you talk about the test match race? Can, oh, can look, you bring, I actually hey, I look. heard a I had a rumor that um, at a Sheffield Shield game uh, just before not that. We want to talk about... No, no, I heard a rumour about the Sheffield Shield just before the the Ashes series in the summer that Jeff Marsh was looking at a full-strength, basically, New South Wales test side and wondering how they were getting the ball to move like it did after 20 overs. Now, if Jeff Marsh was questioning things back then with basically the New South Wales... Mm-hmm. Well, the, the test complement of New South Wales players in that lineup. I mean, obviously, Warner needs to be banned for life. <laughs> well, he's going to be banned for life. I don't think anybody, re- regardless of what the yeah the sanction is, I don't think he won't anybody's be banned. Look, but he'll be he no nobody's, nobody's going to look him. at him. Yeah, no. a- a- and I doubt that New South Wales will even want to look at him. He's mm. probably going to end up playing in. Uh, He's toxic. That's good. That's good. Is so now we can watch Mystery Diners. Yeah. <laughs> ice, ice Cricket Challenge. Yeah, Day rolling one. around in county cricket, second division, and playing Pakistan Super League. And He will not be in the ice cricket, I can assure you that. <laughs> <laughs> the creme de la creme of private cricket tournaments. Mediterranean Cricket League? Will they He's not know? popping up in the no. MCL. That's prestigious. So, yeah, M- MCL wrap-up, Ice Cricket wrap-up, um, <laughs> Mystery Diners, anybody? So we've yeah. had, we, we did have a test match no. um, and oh. it resulted in Australia's worst defeat to South Africa, I believe. That's yeah, the, it was a record defeat for 90 years or something like that. Against anybody? Against anybody, I think. I this is how much I, I tried to out. avoid reading too it's many. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you're chasing that kind of title, you know yeah. that it doesn't matter. You're not going to hold on for but, five. For but I, a day I do want to say, like, it's their worst defeat in terms of runs. But these worst defeats in terms of runs are obviously when both teams have batted, batted twice. Yeah. So yep. we've lost so plenty like, by an innings. Yeah, when you lose by an innings, <laughs> that's much worse Less, because yeah. that's an that's like runs to the nth degree. Like, who yeah. knows if the other team had batted twice, they might have scored. 2,000 runs, yeah. and then you would have lost by, and you know, 2,010 runs. Although, given the total, <laughs> given the total that Australia were chasing in that fourth innings, it was almost as though South Africa had batted three times. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. Um, it was pretty bad, and it was sort of uh, summarised pretty well with the performance on the the morning of the fifth day, with Australia losing seven wickets for about 50 runs in. A little over 45 minutes. Yeah. Flander taking six for 12 in that period of time. Is that right? Or what did he take? He took, yeah, six for 12. Six for 21 overall. Which is just Six for 21 from 13 or 14 overs? 13, Uh, I think. 13, yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal spell of bowling. Phenomenal. Um, And he, that, that was, it was a really, really, really good spell of bowling. Really uh, got on top of an Australian team that's had its back broken, and and really given the gravity of what had happened, you you wouldn't have. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many people from Australia would have put on that Test match expecting anything less than what <laughs> I can think happened. of one. Yeah. <laughs> 
How was it, Reese? It was it was pretty bad. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, don't know, I don't know why I did that to did, myself. Did you expect it to be any better? Really? I, I honestly expected <clears throat> tuning in on Saturday night before the first innings collapse. I honestly expected a a middle order fight back, and then the collapse occurred. And I watched <laughs> all of those six wickets to fall, and it was horrendous. And I don't know why I tuned in on the morning of day five. I actually have no idea why I did that to myself. You just, you're kind of, it's the hope that kills you. You're sort of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it really, it was that if sort of If we like, get past this first, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, if we make it through this first <laughs> over without, oh, shit. Um. You know what the worst thing was? I tuned in after the first over. After, after we'd lost both Marsh brothers in the first over, I still tuned in. There's just kind of that hope that under our, our new leader, Tim Payne, that there'd be an entire day of, of dour, resilient batting. To a bit of Wagner-esque draw. batting. Wagner-esque batting. I guess that's the... That, that was the hope that was keeping keeping people going. Is yeah, it? I guess that everyone had just seen New Zealand survive, bat out a day. Yeah. Let's rescue a draw. Yeah, it's um, as, our, as our, our boy Rick tweeted he has 2044 test scores of seven in his database with 1548 of them having balls faced known so rick's acknowledging that his database isn't necessarily complete but neil wagner having scored seven from 103 deliveries is at the top of that list seven from 103 deliveries to eke out a draw that is an innings Solid. Solid. And that is an innings that was lacking in Johannesburg. (laughs) That's a strike rate of (laughs) 6.8. So that's that's not T20 material. It is not. It is not. Yeah, it was was pretty bad. It was interesting actually looking at the completion of that test match. You know, some of the comments that came out, Duplessis saying that he is not yeah, basically, if Australia aren't playing like a pack of assholes, they're not very good at cricket. Mm. Was pretty much the the well, short uh, version yeah. of those comments. And Elgar coming out, nice guys finish second. Yeah, and I don't think it'll last too long. No. Yeah, they're just rubbing it in, aren't they? Like, yeah, it's just fucking nonsense from South Africa. Yeah, just well, enjoying. And this. even they did. They came out and said that Duplessis mm. said we batted for as long as we did. To mentally destroy oh, them. I can't wait till we get them back in Australia and the broadcaster just has, mic- they mic up every player all the time. And there's, <laughs> there's drones on every single one of them all the time. No, it's no, going to no. be like mystery diners, but test cricket edition. Are we going to have the alternate commentary, which just talks about, which is basically you two talking about how big a dickhead's <laughs> South will Africa be, yeah. right? <laughs> It'll be me putting on a bad South African accent, <laughs> hanging personal sledges out there and saying that, oh, that was actually one of them. But this was the kind of the ridiculous thing, and it sounds like an awful sour grapes thing to say, but in the wash-up of this series, we spoke last week about how you know, Australia had this tenuous moral high ground in what has been an awful, awful unsportsmanlike series from both sides. Um, and here you have Rabada, who was initially banned for half the series and had that ban overturned on appeal, comes out and is... is deservingly so named man of the series for a phenomenal bowling performance across four mm. tests. Pat Cummins not too far behind. Cummins not too far behind and then daylight between <laughs> Cummins and any other Australian bowler. Truth. Uh, you've got Duplessis 
um, who scored 125 runs, I think, for the four test series, 120 of which came in one innings. Yeah, he. Prior to that innings, they, they, they batted, they batted for as long as possible yep. to let Duplessis actually get some runs for the series, which yeah. still works out as an average of 12.5 or something. Yeah. yeah. So you've got him and Elgar coming out and trash talking the, the, you know, the whole mental disintegration angle. You've got all of this discussion around the line and personal sledges and family and Decock, you know, they're sort of initially refuting the claims about the comments he made about Candace Warner and then, you know, copping uh, the penalty on the chin. And then you've got a number of South African players at the conclusion of the series getting photographs on the wicket with their wives and children. And the whole thing towards the end of it, to me, just reeked of utter hypocrisy. And it does sound like sour grapes, but ultimately it's just been a really awful series. And we said it last week, like Australia just had to just kind of stay the course and could have at least walked away even with a drawn series or a lost series and said, well, it was ugly, but at least we were slightly better than those guys yeah. and just didn't do it. Now they, South Africa are just basking in the moral high ground and all their supporters' actions and yep. like the you actions look- of their uh, authorities, the cricket South Africa authorities have just been totally forgotten. Yeah. Totally forgotten. Yeah. I'm sure those two blokes who got photographed with the Sonny Bill Williams masked fans have been promoted, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Like, where's the where's the moral outrage mm. and where is the lifetime ban for those guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it. This is how farcical the whole thing is. It really well, is. Well, and sort of looking back at where we were five, six, seven episodes ago, previewing the series sort of suggesting that it was going to be there's not not a lot about it there's not a lot of build up we've sort of had a series that i don't think too many people are going to forget that's not no it's going to go down in history isn't it this series for all the wrong reasons well and i'll say you say all the wrong reasons and you're exactly right mike but some of the if we want to actually talk cricket like some of the right reasons as well and full credit to south africa Aiden Markram, 150 and an average of 60 for the series. Um, De Villiers averaging 71 for the series. Uh, Dean Elgar, as much as this is going to pain you, Mikey, um, averaging nigh on 48 for the series. Well, is um, that good? Is that, is that good? Well, are any of those good considering he scored two hundreds, right? And so, well, 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 and considering that there were, this was a dominant series performance, and we've got hmm. the highest average of of seventy, it's a dominant series performance. But this this is where you look at probably not so much how dominant individual South Africans were, but how dismal Australia was. Because then you have Bancroft was actually had the the highest run scorer for Australia, averaging thirty seven. He only played three matches out of four and he was still our highest run scorer. Yeah. The second highest run scorer for Australia was Warner. Yeah. And then you go down to Tim Payne um, and full credit to, to our, new, our new leader. With a top scorer of 62, he averaged 43 and scored 217 runs. So it was the sixth highest run scorer for the series and the best for his country. And, and there was definitely 
as a performance of the batting side, a big gap between Warner and Bancroft and um, Mitch Every, Marsh. Everybody. Oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. So you look, Bancroft, 223, Warner, 217, and that's obviously only from three matches each. Tim Payne, the only one, uh, next one to play all four was 215. And then you go down to 176 for Marsh at an average of 22. And one of those was almost 100. And then Duplessis rounds out the top 10. So there's... <laughs> yeah. 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 The Australian, so like, kind of pathetic cricket all around, really, except Aust- for a few blokes. Yeah. The Australian batting was awful. Yeah. Um, and then you go down to, to leading wicket takers, and we've spoken about Rabada. Um yeah, 23 w- wickets for the series at an average of 19. Uh, and Pat Cummins not far behind with 22. But then you go Maharaj, then Philander, then Lyon, then Morkel. Stark only took 12. Hazelwood took 12. Um, it's just a long way back. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, you look at, say, a lineup of individuals and go line by line, batsman v batsman, bowler v bowler. Cummins has done okay. He's, you know, he's one wicket behind his his South African equivalent, uh, Nathan Lyon's 16 wickets versus Maharaja's 17, albeit at a very um, a very different average. But then it starts to get a little bit uglier from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely, Australia definitely out of the series in a rebuilding stage again, which seems we, we, we'd almost come out of a rebuilding yeah, I think I think the ashes was the end of a rebuild. Now yeah. there's another rebuild. rebuild. Yeah, which is which is not where we really wanted to be, and that there is probably a big gap between those three guys that are leaving the side for for the next twelve months and the the it, next three coming in, especially when there's though, question marks over Kawaja and yeah, Sean Marsh. Which, it feels you know, as though the the top like all of the batsmen. All those positions are up up for grabs, really. Tim yep. Payne's obviously safe. Mm. The bowlers, you'd think, are safe. All six batsmen. There's question marks there. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a bit of a, it's a weird time. And I don't know what you do. Because I think they're touring Pakistan later in the year. I don't know. If uh, Bangladesh. The same team. Is it Bangladesh or Pakistan? I think it's Pakistan. Okay. Like, we, we, played, we, we played in Bangladesh oh, yeah, and we, we didn't do very well. well. Yeah. yeah. It was awful. Um, so, yeah, just, do you pick the same team? Do you pick based on county form? Do you pick based on one day form? Mm. Uh, do you just pick George Bailey and let him pick the team? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Sad end to a, what would have been a really interesting series, um, and really, I, I really wish we could have brought you some better news about where the Bancroft and Smith bands were heading, and we're we're yet to find out what Warner's stance is. Um, like part of me really wants him to challenge, just just to just to <laughs> no, really bury yeah. himself. But just spice it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but I'd really love for Warner to challenge and get his ban reduced, and then Bancroft and Smith <laughs> to be sat, uh, serving. I can kind of see it going this way, and then everybody like having to go like, oh, we should have been such giant dickheads for the last two weeks, and, and we could have avoided the situation. We, look, we've drunk the Kool-Aid. There's no doubt about it. The Australian public drunk the Kool-Aid on this one. There yeah. was a great article on the most reliable of all news websites, news.com.au, <laughs> uh, 
regulation editorial piece just saying, have you noticed how the most active participants on social media have been ex-English players turned commentators? Say no more. Yeah. They've fueled the rampage. We drank the Kool-Aid. We've hung our own players out to dry and just wait until the next Indian, Pakistani, uh, South African or English player gets banned for zero tests for ball tampering and watch what their governing body does. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. Uh, I think if we wrap up now, we've got time to watch Mystery Diners. Yeah. Uh, One right? minute. One minute to the start <laughs> of Mystery Diners. So we might leave it there. Uh, you've been listening to Silly Point. Find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Silly Point Podcast. Twitter at Silly Point Potty. Um, and please review us. Give us a good review. Uh, apparently, we've got a few Indian listeners. I don't know if you're... Looking I think for the was... other Silly Point podcast, but now it's, you're listening. Now yeah. we're, we're, the high, we're, we're the one you find now when you search it. So yeah. uh, stick so around. Please like, recommend yeah. us to your friends, your family. It's uh, probably probably worth mentioning that we're we're possibly going to be away for a little while. I don't oh, think we, we yeah. said Cricket Australia imposed yeah. suspension. Yeah, well, we have, we've it, been banned. We, uh, we, we will bat. We will be back with you the next uh, test series that's worth covering yeah and is available to us which... and that will probably be against india so you definitely want to tune in for those ones guys so yeah over the next sort of six to eight to eight months listen <laughs> back to the old episodes please give them a review follow us on facebook and yeah communicate with us on twitter tell us you like us that'd be really great tell us you hate us that's fine too <laughs> <laughs> we thrive on it <laughs> Uh, so thanks for listening guys uh, we'll catch you in the future bye 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 boy bye bye <laughs>